Hey guys, Dr. Bronstein here. I just wanted to thank you all so much for listening to and sharing our podcast. We've had over 1,300 unique downloads in the past six weeks, which means you are not only enjoying our content, but sharing it with everyone you know as well. This is so important, guys, to our mission of normalizing chiropractic care for children, and we appreciate it dearly. And now I'd like to ask you all to take that enthusiasm one step further for us. Through the month of February, we'll be running a tiny little survey, which will help us get to know a little bit more about our listeners. You can find the link to the survey in the show notes below. It'll take you literally 60 seconds or less, I promise. And when you submit the survey, you'll be entered to win a $20 iTunes gift card. Simple. Please go do that right now and help us spread the word to more parents and caregivers so that every single child can have access to drug-free health care. And by all means, continue to share this podcast with your friends, your family members, and if you're a doctor, your patients on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with the hashtag NormalizeChiropractic. Together, we'll change the world. Today's podcast is brought to you by our very good friends at Practice Evolution Prime. Practice Evolution Prime was created to bridge the gap from school to success. You can be successful, you should be successful, and being successful takes work. You have to gain the skills and foundation to be the sought-after family chiropractor, and our goal is to create extraordinary family chiropractors. This program is not easy. It will challenge you. It will push you. We choose to only work with doctors and students who are teachable, principled, and willing to work hard to improve their skills, practice, and their lives. If you're interested in learning more about this program and to apply, or if you are a patient looking for a PEP Prime doctor, visit our website, pepprime.com. That's pepprime.com, or call the Practice Evolution Program at 801-281-1646. Hey everyone, and welcome to the KiddoCast for Chiropractic Families, the world's first and only podcast committed to normalizing complementary and alternative care, particularly chiropractic care for children by sharing the experiences of the doctors in the trenches. In our time together, we will talk with pillars in the alternative healthcare world to give you the tools you'll need to make positive change in the health of your children today. Simply put, we're here to change the trajectory of modern healthcare. I'm your host, Dr. Daniel Bronstein. I'm a pediatric and family chiropractor certified by the Academy Council of Chiropractic Pediatrics and the director of the Beacon Clinic of Chiropractic in beautiful Grover Beach, California. Guys, today we have Dr. Denisa Weber. Dr. Denisa, a Texas A&M University and Parker graduate, runs her referral-based practice serving life chiropractic in the heart of Dallas, Texas. She operates her vitalistic family practice with an emphasis on prenatal and pediatric chiropractic care and has been recognized as a mom-approved chiropractor by Dallas Child Magazine five years in a row. Her referral base comes primarily from maternity and pediatric offices who have seen the impact chiropractic care makes in the early stages of life. While only being in practice for six years, she has built a successful 100% cash-based practice while juggling mommyhood and being a football coach's wife. She has served as a mentor for many chiropractic students locally, helping them apply the chiropractic principles in life and in practice, as well as teaching them how to clearly communicate the vitalistic message of chiropractic. Inspiring and original, Dr. Denisa is a sought-after speaker on the importance of chiropractic care for growing families in the Dallas area. Her mission is to inspire her community to be led from within in health and in life. Dr. Denisa, welcome to our podcast. Um, I have to tell everybody out here that Dr. Denisa and I have never met in person, but her reputation uh, is is um, 
is uh, quite amazing in our profession. Uh, as a matter of fact, Dr. Christina Stitcher, uh, Stitcher vouched for you and told me that you have to get Denise on the podcast. Uh, she's an amazing doc. She takes care of a ton of kids and families. Um, so, uh, so there you guys go. Welcome to the cast, Doc. Well, thank you for having me. And Dr. Christina is amazing. And I've, I've heard amazing things about you as well. So <laughs> uh, likewise, right back at you. <laughs> well, I appreciate you for being on. Um, you know, when I first heard you, you know, talk on uh, Dr. Ed Osborne's podcast, um, you know, he went through your bio and talked about how you've been recognized as the mom approved chiropractor in Dallas. And that just made me laugh. I mean, because it was, that's just an amazing, amazing accolade to be bestowed uh, upon uh, any doctor, right? Let alone mm-hmm. just a chiropractor. Um, and I think it's important because really what it comes down to in a pediatric uh, office, a chiropractic office is, is trust, right? Parents mm-hmm. need to be able to trust you to deliver the goods. Um, I'd love for you to talk about how that came about, and I'd love for you to talk about uh, what that looks like in your office. Absolutely. That's a great question. Um, yes, so you're you're totally right. The trust factor is huge, and if you don't have trust from parents, then they shouldn't let you have any anything to do with their kiddos, um, especially when it comes to their health and their life. And um, as a mom myself, um, I, I well, let me go back a little bit. As far as my entrance into this profession, I actually was a competitive gymnast and received chiropractic care as a child. So um, I, I had, you know, impacted my spine in a weird way, and I actually we sought after. My parents took me everywhere. Um, Hale married me into a last ditch effort into a chiropractor's office and, um, she was the only one that can help me. So, um, I totally was driven. Um, I went more into the exercise physiology route, did some, I was in a cardiac rehab for a little bit and then just felt the call to look into chiropractic more. And so, um, knowing that that's kind of like my, my gauge from, you know, what I received as a kiddo, um, and noticing how the impact that it had on my life. Um, I knew that somebody had to communicate to my mom that obviously that this was okay and that this was actually going to benefit her child. Um, and so she put, she laid me, you know, I got to lay on somebody else's table and while she saw me receive an adjustment. So, um, when I speak to parents, I can totally come from that place of, not only just from a parent standpoint, but also from the child standpoint as to seeing my mom can be communicated with um, from another chiropractor and saying what the value would be for me to be laying on their table. So um, I, I don't remember that conversation very well. That was back when I was like maybe nine or 10. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just remember, I just know um, it is so vitally important for us to communicate that with the parents and in my office, we are just, our office at Serving Life is just very warm. We're non-clinic. It's not a, you know, what you would think of, you know, move the glass door, sign in here. It is a living room experience. It is a um, warm and inviting area. I mean, kids want to run in. People look in the, the kids look in the window going, I want to be in there. <laughs> you know, it just looks like a, a welcoming place. Yeah. And, um, that's where it starts is the ambiance of it in the heart of what we serve is already seen through what we, um, the, through the space that we have and parents immediately kind of get, and if not, they're referred by their friends, but 
they kind of already get that kind of nonverbal communication as they walk into our office. So, um, and then we know, I mean, I know as a mom, what questions I would ask if I had no idea as to what to expect in chiropractic. And so I immediately try to answer those questions before they could even bring them up. So let's, let's talk about this because this is really important. I mean, obviously talking to Dr. Stitcher, um, and, and talking to two, uh, two or three of the other folks that you know I've I've talked to on the podcast so far, um, who are parents, right, and who are also first generation chiropractic patients who bring mm. their children into chiropractic offices, um, they they seem to be sort of in agreement about how you know their office is set up, right? I mean, because my office is the exact same way, right? I mean, we have mm-hmm. you know big old bay windows up to the front that people are mm-hmm. looking in all the time, and we have all of our pediatric tables like right up front, so kids can get checked there. All the toys. I mean, it looks as Jen Santos said a couple weeks ago. She's like, it looks like a daycare, right? Right. Um, absolutely. <laughs> it, it, it totally normalizes you know what chiropractic care is about, and it completely removes all the stigma that comes along. With with going to a doctor's office, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, as, as a, a first-generation chiropractic patient yourself and as a parent, um, how, how do you – I mean, you were asking about, like, specific questions, right? Like, what questions would you want those moms to ask their chiropractor in order to get some clarity on what it is a chiropractor can do? Um, I uh, – well, what I want them to ask, and I guess it's just – you know that you have to bridge a gap. So if it's coming from, they have absolutely no comprehension as to what to expect, or maybe they've seen an adjustment on YouTube or whatever, (laughs) I just go ahead and say, absolutely, we do not adjust your child the way that maybe you're thinking that we would adjust, like, you know, or whatever their point of reference is. And so, um, you know, I... I'm saying we're highly specialized in pediatrics. We, it looks like we're holding your baby or, um, the kids, you know, like, it's just more of like, you know, checking the ripeness of a tomato at the grocery store or conveying these things that maybe they're, maybe they're just like, well, are you going to adjust my kid? Like I've seen this, you know, this awful adjustment on YouTube or whatever they've, right. they've seen. Right. So, um, you know, I always say that and it's, a it's so funny because it's immediate, like an immediate like exhale for most parents because they're like, that is definitely going on in the back of their mind. Mm. And whether or not they're too embarrassed to say it to your face as they are just want to be polite or you have the ones that are as direct as I am and going, I'm just going to ask you this straight up front. Are you going to do this? You know, which I so appreciate. And it's like, no, absolutely not. Um, and, and the power of an adjustment does not, does not need to have, um, whatever it is that you think is your reference point. So, um, that for sure, the adjustment in and of itself, a lot of people have questions about Two, The other question is usually, you know, what benefits, what benefits could the, or what, what does chiropractic have to do with anything with, um, the functionality of my child's health? Mm. And so usually sometimes it's more about like, even like my upbringing and how I got into literally landing in this profession was more of like a structural injury. And, um, and, you know, obviously my office is not necessarily geared towards, you know, gymnasts or, you know, um, kids that are, you know, getting hit in football or whatever. It's more of function-based and health-based care um, and life-based care. So we are, um, 
a lot of them are just not, not understanding, like, how does the spine have anything to do with my child's health? And so, um, you know, being able to communicate the, the importance and the vitality of the nervous system and, and making sure that the child, the child or their child is getting the best start to life and that their nervous system starts with no interference. Um, and, and then that way, and then obviously nurturing it as it, as it grows and develops and is doing more things and doing more fun, you know, activities, but making sure that their nervous system stay clear optimizes their ability to express health and well-being. Um, and that's, that's usually, that's where I start, um, having that conversation. I think that, you know, that bridge, um, you know, our, our very first episode with Dr. Stanton Hall, who practices in San Diego, we talked about this and it's, it's, it seems to come up every single time I interview somebody new. Um, and it's, it's the bridge from, um, an adjustment to outcome. Right. Mm -hmm. We still, Mm -hmm. you know, again, like even, even the best chiropractors, right. I mean, we still will get patients from time to time who come through the door who will treat an adjustment like a bandaid, right. Or Mm -hmm. who will treat an adjustment like, you know, an Advil, right. Right. Let's, let's use the adjustment to fix the problem. And in reality, a chiropractic adjustment is not there to fix anything, right? It's just to remove garbage. It's just to remove interference so that the body can do the healing, right? So when it comes to babies, um, especially because kids don't have, you know, back and neck pain usually, right? Especially newborns and Mm -hmm. infants and toddlers. Right. um, We're not there, you know, basically as as one of my other mentors called it, pushing down the high bones so that they feel better. In reality, we're just Mm -hmm. moving things out of the way so that if there is any trauma or constraint left over from the birthing process from a fall or an accident, um, we can just remove it as quickly as possible so that it doesn't contribute to lifelong health problems later, right? Absolutely. Right? I mean, yeah. I think I think kids, kids are a perfect case study in this chiropractic thing because in reality, you know, I tell people all the time, and I talked to Jen about this in the previous podcast as well, like I, I would love skeptics to go do one of two things when, it come, when it's concerning chiropractic. Number one, go see an animal be adjusted. And number two, mm-hmm. go see a kid get adjusted. Go see a newborn get adjusted because they don't lie, right? Mm-hmm. The outcomes are self-evident with these kids, right? I, I'm mm-hmm. sure you see this all the time in your office where you get a baby who's been constipated for 10 or 12 days and you get them on the table and adjust them very gently, very specifically, and they fill a diaper right there, right? Right. Yeah. It happens yes. all the time. Sometimes in your hand. It's sometimes right there. in your hand. It literally <laughs> happened to me today with one of my new babies who's five months old. And yeah. it's, it's funny because we just joke about it now, right? It's it's an axiom in right. our offices. We, yeah, you celebrate poop in your office. Correct. For sure. You celebrate Definitely. poop. You celebrate snot. You smell, celebrate pee. You smell, celebrate everything. Right. But yep. it's because it's a good indication that the body is working the way that it's supposed to. Right. Mm-hmm. Still, have pediatricians to this day tell me it's totally okay for baby not to poop for fourteen days. Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> No, it's not. No, it's not. Oh, yeah. And I I mean, like, I I even had a conversation. I had to call a pediatrician's office, and I love them dearly. They're just, they're uh, one of our most holistic pediatrician's offices. But unfortunately, one of our practice members decided, um, or her youngest had a ear infection. And it's been kind of prolonged. And, you know, you give, you give your recommendations and obviously we have recommended more care that she did not utilize it. However, went to her pediatrician's office for like maybe the third time this month 
And they said, well, you know, I just really thought with you being under chiropractic care, this ear infection would be been cleared up a lot sooner. Mm. So I immediately got on the phone and spoke with their office and said, I just want to be very clear. Right. Like we do not, we do not treat ear infections in here. This is not what we do as chiropractors. We do not treat or diagnose any of these conditions. That is actually what your office does. Mm -hmm. And what we do is remove interference um, and allow the body to heal itself. Now, I can't control what this baby is being fed, formula fed 24-7 in a car seat all day long and unable to move and allow the musculature to move fluid through. I'm not responsible for the other 23 hours of the day and 55 minutes. However, I, all I can do is when that child is on my table or in its mother's arms receiving an adjustment, I can make sure that they're neurologically as clear as possible before they can leave my office. Now, that doesn't mean that it's going to get backed up again mm. in the next couple of hours because of mother's choices. Yeah. But um, I wanted to be very clear with the medical profession, especially those that I refer to, that that is not, this is, chiropractic is definitely not a treatment for breech babies or ear infections <laughs> or colic or because we will have people that come in with those expectations and we want to make sure i just want to make sure with people that we're very clear that the body is designed to express its health and um and if that we are here to remove the interference and what that healing looks like may look different for you than it does for somebody else yeah that's that is that is very <laughs> i'm laughing so hard because i i'm i'm setting up with my assistant for the next 3 months lunch meetings and coffee dates and you name it right with pretty much every mm-hmm. birth worker in this county because to this day i still have a few OBs and a few midwives who know what we do, obviously sending me moms with 39 weeks with a breech baby saying, Hey, flip the baby. Right. <laughs> which, which yeah. could not be further from the truth. Right. For those of you guys who don't know what we're talking about, Webster care and perinatal care and chiropractic care is not designed specifically to do anything. Um, is not really designed to change symptoms per se. Now, now, to be fair, most moms will come to us when they're in their third trimester and they'll complain of something like, you know, pelvic pain or back pain or whatever. And chiropractic care as a side effect uh, usually helps you feel pretty good, right? But mm-hmm. the most important part in pregnancy, and Jeannie Ohm, who uh, hopefully will get on the podcast here very soon, who's basically like the godmother of Webster care, will tell you that really what we're trying to do is make sure and successfully doing is balancing the pelvic floor so that when it comes time, for mom to go into the first stage of labor, baby engages perfectly because there's no constraint, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the point. We're removing those constraints. We're removing that interference so that mom and baby are better connected so that when it comes time to labor, they run the program, right? Mm-hmm. Chiropractic care for kids is exactly the same. Is exactly the same. We do not treat ear infections. We do not treat asthma. We do not treat ADHD. But what we do with these patients who have those symptoms is remove any constraints that are preventing their bodies from healing efficiently and by and large these kiddos do better long term as a result of being under care i wanted to ask you a question too doc um i'm not exactly sure the approach that you take with the kiddos that you see in your clinic um Mm -hmm. but i wanted to ask you specifically with regards to what we talked about with being clear Right. Because each chiropractor has a little bit of a different definition based on the mentors and the textbooks and whatnot that they read. Um 
Ian Davis Tremaine was on my podcast a couple weeks ago, and he talked a little bit about what it looks like for his patients to clear out in his office because he's an e-chest guy. He's an upper cervical guy, and his adjustments, uh, based on the outcomes that he uses, um, typically hold for about a week, right? In my mm-hmm. office, uh, I tend to attract more difficult cases, so it's a little bit uh, harder to get our kids to clear out and stay clear up front. But I'm curious as to what that means in your office and how long it typically takes for kids and um, you know what you see as a result of that. Um, and I would say it depends, Right. (laughs) (laughs) it it is, um, it, a lot to do just like with that case scenario just told you, um, it depends upon what these children are being exposed to on a daily basis, you know, um, and so there's some that clear quicker than others. And then obviously the ones that have been under care, the longer that they've been under care, they clear faster. So, um, and and when a mom is more empowered with their children's health or even the health of her family and they're making better choices, um, I mean, I, it makes my job easier and it makes it easier for her to maintain a healthy kiddo. Um, so I do check as far as like as chiropractic is concerned, I check leg links with my older kids but also, but with our infants, I'm really, and I check this um, no matter how old they are, but more about their tone. Right. So I'm more checking their tone and seeing how the tone is changing. Um, I mean, with an infant, it's almost instantaneous or it, it's palpable to witness tone shifting because they have no muscle memory. Um, and you can literally uh, see the you know, like the, the spinal cord unwinding, um, as far as like chiropractic eyes are concerned, as far as a parents, sometimes they see it and they're like, Whoa, what was that? Um, or my, or that's when a child will stop crying or whatever it is. Um, so I, I will, I will, I can double check motion. I double check tone. I can double check leg links. Um, so it's definitely dependent upon that child and their case. Mm. Um, you know, so, I mean, it just, all these different kids come to my mind when you say these things, but, um, but it definitely depends upon like the child's age and what kind of, uh, we have a lot of, I mean, I serve in a place where, you know, and, and this is, this is not necessarily unique to anywhere. This could be small town USA or whatever, but I'm in a big area. A lot of nannies bring these kids in. Mm. So I'm not, I sometimes don't have interactions with parents. Like sometimes I'm, my interaction with parents are in at progress exams and progress report of findings and, um, which is sometimes unfortunate. Um, but the, uh, the just, I'm having to deal a lot with maybe sometimes people just saying, I need you to, well, I know that, that chiropractic care will maintain my healthy kid and leaving it at that. Right. Um, but they're not and unwilling to change their lifestyle. Right, right. So what creates the nerve interference, the emotional stress, the, the you know, physical stressors, the emotional stressors that a child could be exposed to and their nervous system is having to process, um, I can't control those things. Those things have to be controlled by or their environment is, you know, nurtured and supported with family and or child care. And if those things are not doing well, then it's going to take me, it, it makes me, it makes our work a little harder. And so 
this this I think is an important uh, important caveat, you know, for parents too, because again, a lot of the time with with traditional pediatric care, right? Parents bring their kid to the doctor. The doctor. Uh, who, in, by and large, in North America, is a pretty patriarchal figure, right? It's 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 my way or the highway. Do what I say, not what I do. Um, so mm-hmm. he'll give you a pill or something, whatever variable that is, and gives you instructions. It says, okay, go home, right? Come back when you're sick again, right? And so, uh, to to a large extent, again, and, and I'm I'm generalizing, right? This, I'm sure there's exceptions to the rule. There's certainly exceptions in my town. We have pediatricians mm-hmm. that you were talking about that we like a lot, who are fairly vitalistic and they respect mm-hmm. our patients' rights. But mm-hmm. across the board, um, we see this disempowerment sort of um, piece uh, where parents, uh, maybe subconsciously and maybe not knowingly, uh, kind of give away their power as a parent when they bring their kiddo into a doctor's office, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. I mean, like you talked about, like your office is intentionally not medical. Right. Ours is the same way because we want people to understand that, you know, what we do here is, is very different. We want to create a sense of empowerment, a sense of a community, a sense of, uh, uh, I don't know, openness. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think when a parent comes into a chiropractor's office, it's different because chiropractors, we, we talk about the power that makes the body heals the body. Right. We, we talk about this sort of above down inside out approach to health as opposed to outside in approach to health. Right. It's a, it's a paradigm shift for a lot of these people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about the importance of clean nutrition. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm a principal chiropractor. I, I focus on structure and neurological function, but we still talk a little bit about, you know, nutrition, like if mom's breastfeeding, mm-hmm. for example, and she's drinking a ton of processed dairy, like it's going to cause problems. Right. We know that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so having mm-hmm. our moms, at least get that education piece uh, when they come through the door in a lot of ways, it's kind of novel, right? Because they don't really get that anywhere else. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Talk about that a little bit and what you see in Dallas. Um, I see a lot of that. I mean, um, the pediatrician's office that I do refer to do um, come into in a, in a nutritional aspect, which I appreciate because, um, you know, I like to focus on nervous system, clearing it and move on. We're a high volume office. And in order for us to be efficient, you know, obviously I didn't go to, I mean, we learned a lot about nutrition in chiropractic school and, and being holistic practitioners. Of course, we, we, um, look at what we put and process through our, our bodies, but that is not my bag. Like I, I am, you know, I definitely, I will touch on it and then I will refer you to a naturopath or a holistic, um, um, nutritionist or, or a pediatrician in this aspect and just say, and a pediatrician, the one that I'm talking about has those people in his office, right. which I love. And that's why I refer to him. Um, so a lot of times I'm, I'm equipping them with people that they need to speak with. Um, and that we're part of their health team. Um, because obviously we cannot all be, we cannot be Walmart. And if we were, our quality would be low. <laughs> yeah. So, um, no hits like, on Walmart, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I like to say, weak. I like to say when you see a chiropractor, right? Like you want to see the chiropractor that's right for you, right? The chiropractors, yeah. I know I'm going to, I'm going to upset some people, but you know what, who cares? <laughs> this is my podcast. The chiropractor exactly. that's everything to everybody is the one that I stay away from. And the reason is because you have no idea where the expertise is in that chiropractor's ability to be able to clear your child's nervous system, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I got to tell you, like, since it's coming in my brain, I'm just going to go for it. I put chiropractors on blast all the time who see kids who have no business seeing kids. In California, the, the laws around this are a little weird because we cannot really hold ourselves out to be specialists. And I totally get that, right? I mean, without mm-hmm. with, without the, the, 
the accreditation proceedings that are required, it, it, it is a bit of a challenge. But I will tell you this. There are chiropractors who are brilliant at taking care of kids. Dr. Denise is one of those people. I'm going to go on the line and say that I'm one of those people. There are chiropractors out there who are really, really good with bad discs. There are chiropractors out there who are really, really good with physical therapy. There are chiropractors out there who are great with nutrition. You know what's awesome? I refer to all of those people. Mm -hmm. When you want your kiddo to get checked, if you're pregnant and you want to get taken care of, I'm the guy. Denisa is the is the doctor, and there's a reason for it. It's because we see tons of these cases, right? That's that's the cases that we attract. Those are the cases that we have trained for, and that's the it, our offices have the infrastructure to be able to handle that type of stuff, right, Doc? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's vitally important that our listeners understand that that not all chiropractors are cut from the same cloth. Um, having that training, having that infrastructure makes a huge amount of difference. And so again, like you go into a chiropractor's office and he's all things to everybody. My best advice is to call one of us and find out (laughs) if that person is the right person for your family. Right. Um, Should be referral for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't have a problem referring other people out of my office, right? I, I want so badly for my patients to come to the door to have the right fit for them. If, you know, they're looking for an acute back pain doc, I've got a Rolodex of like six of them within a five mile radius that I'm happy to send them over to. But if they yeah. want their nervous systems to be clear, to express life at a hundred percent, I'm the guy. <laughs> and yeah. I'm sure you we are have as a well. filtering. We, yeah, we have a filtering process as well um, in our office and some people can get a little miffed about it, but yeah. we, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, we're seeing the people that want to be seen for the reasons that we serve. Correct. And, you know, and that there's nothing against, you know, uh, people in the public that are needing to be seen for different reasons. And so we have a list that we provide for people um, <laughs> with amazing colleagues of mine and refer them out, you know, uh, even from the first phone call, you know, if people are hell-bent on insurance, <laughs> we'll send them out. We don't do insurance, yeah, uh, do especially with kids. I mean, it's, you can't even know. Yeah, they would never, they would never reimburse you for anything that it has to do with the child. Yeah. Um, uh, but it, which makes it easy, but, um, but we make sure that we, so we try to make sure that if you're going to receive chiropractic care, that you're lined up with the right practitioner right. from the get-go. And we are not going to be for everyone. But for sure, uh, when it comes to kids, people better dang well know what they're doing. And I don't like uh, pediatric chiropractic care ever getting a bad rap because somebody said, oh, yeah, we see kids, but we see them for free. And that should be a red flag for all parents right. out there that see kids, they, that people say they see kids for free. Um, because it takes a lot of training to be, um, to be a, serving kids to know the, to know the ins and outs and what's going on with um, children's growth and development, neurogrowth and development. And you should be paying more for your children to receive care. Their nervous systems are developing and it is the best, like that is the most crucial time that a nervous system can be served. And I would never, ever as a parent, um, if, if somebody said that their services were free, did I, would I ever think that they were of value? <laughs> well, let's, let's um, talk about this a little quick, a little bit, because this is important. And, you know, honestly, nobody's ever brought this up before. I'm really glad that you brought this up. And I'm surprised that we haven't actually talked about this on the podcast before, but let's, let's talk about this. How do you, as a parent know if a chiropractor is right for you? 
right? Or right for your children. You you brought up the 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 free care thing. Now I I got to be honest with you. I know a couple of chiropractors who take care of kids for free, and they are very good. So I'm I'm going to disagree with you on just just that one point. But I do know what you're talking about because. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of chiropractors in my community, and with the case management consultancy work that I do with uh, Dr. Stitcher, um, I see it a lot in the community. Doctors see kids for free because they think that it's a way to get more patients in the door. Mm -hmm. So in reality, it's not serving these kids because you're right. These doctors don't have training. Um, and they don't have the ability to be able to rule out all the other things that we want to rule out. And furthermore, they don't have the experience like you were talking about and looking at neurological development and learning at the things that we really are, are hoping will work out well for our kids, right? I mean, not even mm-hmm. hoping, like we're measuring them to make sure they're, they're coming out well. Um, so so in, if you're talking to a parent that's never, ever been to a chiropractor before, okay, they can't see you because they're in the UK or they're in South America, right? What do you tell them when looking for a chiropractor for their kids? Aside from the Hmm. fee structure, of course, right? Right. Well, I mean, it's more of, do you see families in their, in their offices? Hmm. You know, um, I, I would, I would, I would take it a little differently. Um, you know, if they're, you're looking at someone's website, you know, I will, um, I look at, I mean, even when I'm looking to refer people in remote areas, like, you know, people will say, oh, do you have somebody in Podunk, Texas? <laughs> Is and, that a real place? Uh, you know, I'm like, you know, I will cruise on a website as a chiropractor and I'm like, it's just, you know, pain, 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 pain. And then it's like a side, side note kids. Uh. Um, and I'm just like, mm, I don't <laughs> know about this, you know, and. Um, you know, it just red flags it for me. Right. So I don't necessarily feel confident because it's not something that is permeated within that office. If somebody's wanting to bring in their children, I think it should be someone who is seeking to have a family based practice, who is seeing the whole family or is um is, you know, it, it would be one of those where if you walk in and all you're seeing is, you know, geriatrics, you're probably not in the right place. Um, you know, so there's just, I mean, those kinds of things, websites and also talking to, um, you know, an intake call or calling their offices, Mm. you can quickly kind of find out, um, because it's kind of shocking. I did have, I, I will say this and this is so crazy, but I did, I had my, uh, I had my assistant call a few offices not too long ago. Um, and just to see how we, you know, I was like, we're looking to improve our office always, but I really would love for you to call a few offices and just see like how the response is, but I want you to ask about kids. So, um, they did call, they called these different places and it was shocking because a lot of times the people who say that they saw kids, um, and we were like asking for their um, fee structure or how would they plan that or anything like that, they would they had no answers for us. Right. Um, and that, that's why I'm saying as a parent, I would pick up on that in two seconds flat and go, yeah, we're not going here. Yeah. But like, even like in our office, we have, we have like precisely, um, like we have schedules specifically that are tailored for kids. Mm. So we will say like, okay, well, why don't we do, why don't we do the consultation with mom while the child's in school or we'll do it with mom while, um, the child is, you know, with the nanny or 
or is with the ma with their grandmother and then we do the the second piece she'll bring in the child and the child's only there for 15 minutes while we do the exam mm-hmm. so it's not like the child's there for 45 minutes you know and so we already had that scheduled out like oh would you like to split up this visit into two places so it's like moms are already knowing that we have already been mindful of that and our hours structured around those nap times right. so it's just you know those are those are things that family practices are thinking about that are tailored towards growing families. Right. That That's so important. I mean, again, you're describing exactly the way that my office runs. And it's, it's funny because the more people that I talk to who do this type of work, the more I realize how similar we are than different, right? And mm-hmm. I, again, I use a tonal approach for myself, right? MC2 is my backbone, but I also use a lot of tonal work with my kids, MLS, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, But it's funny because even just having the expertise and adjustive technique for a child should be something that parents need to look into when they're looking for a chiropractor as well. Now, I'm not going to say that my technique is the best. I'm just going to say I'm really good at it, right? Mm-hmm. Your technique, mm-hmm. it's something that you've cultivated. It's kind of like Kung Fu, right? You do it for long enough and you become a master at it, right? Same thing with us, right. right? But what I will tell you know my parents too is that when you're looking for a chiropractor, as you were talking about before, like if their whole website is pain-based, you cannot see kids in your office because your whole approach is whether or not your patients are out of pain. So how do you know whether or not a patient who is under a year old who doesn't have spine pain, uh, whether or not they're getting better or worse. Um, you know, if you do call an office and the office, uh, is, you know, they, they don't, they can't answer questions about whether or not, you know, you you're going to get an exam or a consult with a kiddo. Um, that's, that's a big red flag. I mean, and I'm not sure how you operate doc, but I mean, my, my consults and my exams are massive with my kids. I check Mm -hmm. every single thing and it's important because a lot of the time the pediatricians will miss a few things and we'll pick up on it. Namely things like primitive reflexes and benchmarks and all that stuff. It's super important, not necessarily because we want to treat anything, but we want to make sure that over time, like as we remove interference, these kids are improving, right? Um, the other thing I think that's really important to understand is that, you know, as we talked about before at the very beginning part of the cast, doctors cannot adjust babies and toddlers the same way that they would adjust an adult. But guess what? A lot of chiropractors are doing it. And so parents who are listening should be very concerned if that's what's ending up uh, going on in the office, right? Um, and I think it's I think it's important, again, to make sure that they are picking the chiropractor that is best for their kiddo. Um, hey, Doc, you guys... Yes. How far away from downtown Dallas are you guys? Oh, five minutes. Oh, you guys are dead smack in the middle of it. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, man, next time I'm out there, I'm going to have to come and visit your office. It sounds, uh, like I said, very similar to what we do out here. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We'd love to have you over. <laughs> uh, that'd be great. It's always come fun visit. to visit other chiropractors' offices, especially chiropractors that take kids, because I, I got to tell you guys, like, we love what we do, and it's obviously very evident in listening to Denise's message. But we're also a little crazy. Um, because you know, when you get pooped and barfed on every single day, like you have to kind of have a thick skin. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. but, uh, but again, pediatric chiropractic care is just, it's so beautiful and it's so pure and it's so amazing. It's just, we see things in our offices every single day that could be deemed miraculous, but they're just standard of care for us because we focus on that subtle substance, that core neurological programming that as long as it's working appropriately, we'll make sure that our kids are staying well for their entire lifetimes. Um, it's definitely the most rewarding thing I would say for sure. And sometimes we can, as chiropractors, we get, so we can kind of get numb to it. You know, yeah. I, I spoke about this to my husband the other day and I was like, you know, 
I we have I've got to write some these things down at the end of the day. <laughs> like I have to write down because I or I will just be like, yep, that's just what's what we're that's what's normal here. Yeah. It's so um, funny that you're talking about this because I literally I I had to. I had to start dictating all this stuff into a recorder. Because we have to turn it into a book at some point, right? Every pediatric doctor mm-hmm. should write a book or multiple books to explain and normalize what is very commonplace in their offices. Right. right. I mean, it's just we have no freaking time. Right? We spend too much time taking care of and patients. The, right. And the kids heal so quickly. Right. That's what is so amazing watching, you know, their little nervous systems just take off, you right. know, is is like their bodies are ready to go and ready to express health and they don't have all the years of just junk and um, whatever has happened in our lives. Like that takes, you know, it takes a while to reprogram a, a ner- adult's nervous system, but the, but watching kids, you, you can just, you can see the change and you can see it quickly and it just baffles a lot of parents and even will blindside you at times because right. You just sometimes you're like, it happens in a few visits, but you know, the care plan is going to be, it's more of the sustained, um, the sustained care of that child's health, not necessarily again, like a treatment for something. Mm. So, um, I, I just, I think it's amazing. I, as a parent, if I'd never experienced chiropractic care, I would want to know more about Hmm. it. And if you guys are listening and you do want to know more about Dr. Denise's office, she's at Serving Life Chiropractic, which is a dead smack in the middle of Dallas. So you can reach her <laughs> at servinglifedallas.com. You can reach her by phone at 214-543-2768. And I encourage you guys, if you're in the Dallas area or you're anywhere in the South, listen. She's an expert. She's one of the top chiropractors taking care of kids right now in North America. Give her office a call. If she cannot see you in her office, she'll get you a referral, right? All pediatric chiropractors are the same way. All we want is what's best for every single child that we can possibly reach and and meet. And and we will find the right chiropractor for you if you can come in to see us in our offices. Dr. Denisa, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was, it was a complete and total honor to have you here. Um, Thanks for having me. Oh. It was I'm always honored to be asked, so thanks a lot. <laughs> no, it's my pleasure. Um, guys, do me a really big favor. Um, go to our site, chirobeacon.com. Uh, click on the KiddoCast link. Go back into our library. Look at all the other podcasts that we have uh, been able to produce. And if there's any of this content that you really, really like, if you're a patient, if you're a parent, even if you're a skeptical parent, or if you're a doctor that uh, is sharing your, this podcast with your patients, share that content on Facebook, share it on Instagram, share it on Twitter, and use the hashtag #NormalizedChiropractic. Together, guys, we are going to save the world and save our kids. Thanks so much, guys. I will see you next week. Bye-bye.